Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, is homecoming this weekend. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Man, I had to fight through traffic just to make it home. You know, I've been here since about 3 o'clock today. I hadn't left. <laughs> I didn't want to get into the hustle and bustle tonight, but I plan to do a little bit of tailgating tomorrow. Yes, yes. For those that don't know, it's uh, Florida A&M's homecoming. And Brian, you know, we got in a com- I had a conversation with a couple of guys that always come down for homecoming. We always cook out. And we were just watching the cars as they, you know, drove by. You know how people like to show off their cars yes, for homecoming? Yes. And we saw a couple of guys in the Mercedes Benz and the Bentleys and the, I mean, the Rolls Royce. We saw everything. And a lot of the guys were standing there and they were saying, you know what, I wonder if I could ever have those things. And I said, why, why can't you? I said, well, it's something about that person that's driving that car. Uh, this is what one of the, the my guy friends were saying. This, it, it's something about that person. That person knows something that I don't. And it just seems like people are just lucky, and I never get that. I, I work hard. I put my time in. But it just seems like I can't get over the hump to get those things. Have you ever had that kind of conversation with someone before, Brian? Not particularly, mm-hmm. but but I understand what you're saying. You know, it's it's like... Uh, folks, they work hard all their life, and you know they never seem like they get ahead. It's always like, you know, I take, you know, one step forward and two steps back, and it seems like I'm always climbing for, you know, trying to get to that particular point, but I never really get there. So yeah, I've had those type of conversations with people. Yes, and you know, and to listen to people say that, it's like they're speaking death, but it's something that they don't understand. You know, we hear people talk about, this is my season. Or somebody will tell you, you know, Brian, this is your season. This is your season to have the things that you desire. And when I was talking with the guys today, I tried to be as positive and upbeat as I could. And I said, you know what? That person that's out there doing whatever they're doing, they're not doing anything any different from what you're doing. It's that I, I believe that that person is probably working their faith more than you are, and they're probably not saying the things that you are saying. Ah. But I guarantee you there is a story behind how that person got what they got. That's the thing that you don't see. you know. And, and they don't know what that person went through to have those things. Right. Because there is a story that. behind it. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about um, there was a guy a couple of years ago, and he worked for a, he worked for the school board, and I can't remember where he where he was from, but he worked for the school board, and when he retired from the school board, he wrote a check and donated one million dollars back to the school board, mm-hmm. and this guy had put four children through medical school. And he worked as a janitor. And they could not figure out where he got $1 million from. And he just said, you know what? 
I saved, and I invested. He said, I didn't make a whole lot. He only made about $10,000 a year. But what he told them, he says, I saved, and I invested. And I didn't ask. I didn't spend much. You know, and so it's a principle that just transcends, you know, you don't have to be particularly filthy rich to have a Mercedes. You just have to be patient and work your faith. You know, you work those same principles. You know, it's like this. If every day I put a quarter in a jar, you know, over time, that jar is going to be full of quarters. You know, and then I'll be able to take from that jar what I need to buy what I want. Now, that jar that I fill up may not be, you know, it might be $10, $15. But if I don't put a quarter in that jar every day, you know, then I'm not working my faith because my faith says once I fill the jar up, I'll be able to get, you know, 15 maybe $20 out of that jar. You know, and so most people, they just sit back and wait and wait and wait, and they never go and activate the power that they already have or the ability that they already have because they don't believe in themselves. You know, I always hear you say, the life you live is the life you're speaking. You know, and so most people say, well, why can't I have that? Well, you just said why. Because you be- you're wondering why you can't have it. You know, and you should be saying, I'm going to have that. And then when you when you speak that, then you need to manifest that because your words bring life. Just like the Bible says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So your words can bring life once you speak them. That's right. That is so true. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I feel good already. I was a little sleepy before I got on, but now, hey, I'm up and I'm jumping. I'm ready. I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready for everybody to hear our guests. Yes. That's what I'm ready to do. I'm ready for them to hear this mighty woman of God. We're going to have a good time tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's introduce her. We are going to be talking to Abby Phillips, and Abby's been singing publicly since she was three years old. She's been writing original songs, stories, poetries, and plays since she was in grade school. Hallelujah. She sounds like my little girl. (laughs) And she's also been speaking publicly since high school, and she grew up in Johnson Temple Church of the Firstborn, where her pastor was, where her father was the pastor and the bishop until his death. And she sang as a soloist in groups and in choirs. And we're going to bring her on and let her tell a little bit more about herself. Abby, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Hallelujah! Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you both for having me. It's Thank you. To be here. Thank you for coming on and agreeing to come on. Thank you. You're so welcome. I love I love your show, so I jumped at the chance to be able to be on. I really <laughs> just love it. I really do. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You 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 heard us talking, dialoguing, you know, back and forth about some of the things that we were saying just now about our faith and working our faith and people thinking that their season may never come or when is their harvest and and I mean, what do you what do you think about that? You know, a person that is always saying, Oh boy, every God is always blessing everybody else but he's not blessing me or when will God bless me? Mhm. That's uh, I can relate to that. I mean, that can be very hard when you are struggling to do the right thing, 
you have opportunities to do maybe the wrong thing, but right. you pass them by because you have integrity. You are living a Christian walk, whether anybody's looking or not. Mm. And uh, you continue to see other people prosper, and not necessarily just you know be filthy rich, but just having things, having enough, you know, and, and being able to do some nice things or having their ministry move forward. And you're just sort of sitting there going, "What am What am I doing wrong? Uh, I, I'm I'm praying and I'm, I'm fasting and I'm tithing and I'm submitting my life to you. And you know, what's what's going on? Is there something wrong with me, God? Are you mad with me? Uh, have I done something wrong that I didn't realize? And it causes a lot of self-doubt and frustration. And and it can lead to confusion and, and bitterness and, and a defeated spirit. Yes, yes. You um, know, the thing that you said that ahead. was just so profound was the defeated spirit. Yes. You know, I I talk to people, and, you know, as we're talking, it seems like they always... Well, not everybody, but most of the people, like, if I'm talking to them, you know, and they know about the show and they ask me what do we talk about, and I begin to tell them, you know, some of the issues that we discussed on the show, you know, immediately they begin to open up and they'll say, hey, I went through that. Let me tell you about it. Yes. And, you know, and they always look to see what I'm going to tell them. It's almost like they've had this defeated spirit for so long and they're looking for somebody to come and champion their cause. Yes. You know, I've had friends that will say, well, you know, I went through that, or I know somebody that was a victim of that, and, you know, what do you think I should do, or what do you think I should tell them? You know, and and do you ever get that when you're, when, when you're talking to people and they ask, you know, you, you tell them about maybe your struggle or the thing that you went through, you know, or maybe you're singing and, and the issue that they went through was related to that? You know, do you ever get where they just want you to when when they figure out that you have that spirit? Do, do they just open up to you and start telling you about their life? Oh yeah, I get that uh, a lot, and I've I've always been that kind of person. I used to joke with my husband, "Why do people always come to me with stuff?" <laughs> um, but I, I realized that it was a calling that God had placed upon me, and then when I acknowledged. Um, my call into ministry, then it really became apparent because then people kind of said, well, you know, I can come to you and talk to you and you can counsel me or, you know, give me some, some help. And I I do have people that just really open up after a very little time. They feel comfortable sharing that with me, and I feel very blessed to have the kind of spirit that they feel that they can trust. But I, I do have a lot of people that, that say that. There are so many people that are hurting, and... They're afraid to voice it. I have found that in the church there can still be that attitude of, well, if you're if you're not walking in victory with a smile on your face, your faith is not strong enough, or you know you can't be depressed or you can't be down, and so then they hide it. The frustration is still real, but they hide it because they don't want to appear as if they're not really walking in the Lord. They love the Lord, but they still have these issues they don't know how to deal with, mm-hmm. and they're looking for someone to speak some encouragement to them and let them know it's going to be okay. I've been where you are. I can tell you that there is a a brighter day coming. There is something better. God does have a plan for you. And that's one of the reasons why I think that that Martha Menizzi song, I Know the Plans I Have for You, is so popular because people just, they need to really 
no, yes, God loves me. Yes, he has a plan for my life. Whatever I'm going through right now is for a reason. He's not just punishing me. Um, and I've seen that a lot when I sing or when I speak. Um, music is very powerful. And, you know, when you're singing under the anointing to encourage others and to glorify God, it's a very raw and open experience. And you see a lot of people, when you're upstanding in front of people and you're singing these songs that you have experienced, you know, the the words of the song, and you're reaching out to people and you look in that congregation and you see those faces of people who are just crying, who are crushed, who just need something, a word from God to let them know to hold on. So, yeah, I do do get that, and, and it just can be very overwhelming just how many people are just hurting and, and have the defeated spirit because life has just really been hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And you know what? It's, it's, it's Sometimes it gets so hard that we feel like we can't bear it. Yes. But do you think that's when we need to realize that, hey, this is not our battle. I can't fight this thing. I need to do what I'm supposed to do and give this to the Lord Take this to the altar, give it to the Lord, cast all our cares on him, and just give it to him and say, Lord, you take care of this. I'm going to continue with my family. I'm going to continue on with with my career. I'm going to continue chasing my dreams and my goals, and I'm going to be who you created me to be. I'm not going to worry about what I was struggling with earlier today or late yesterday or last month or last year. I'm no longer struggling with that. I'm giving this to you, Lord, so you take care of it, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Yes, and that's what we need to do. It's not always what we do. <laughs> but right. It's what we need to do. It's, it's hard, and, and, and part of our struggle is that we feel that there are things that we need to take care of, we need to handle. And sometimes, though, that you have to be willing to say, you know, like, just like you said, Lord, I've, I've done everything I could do. There isn't anything else that I could do on this. This is all you. I have to give this to you. I can't I can't cry another night. I can't go through another day frustrated and sad and, and bitter. I have to give this to you or I'm going to lose my mind. Take it. Whatever you're going to do with it, do it. Yeah. And I have to trust you. I have to know that if you really sent your son to suffer torture and death to die for me so that I wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell. You must love me. And if you love me like that, then you're going to take care of this situation. You're not going to have done all of that just to then leave me on the side of the road. You have a plan for my life. And the enemy wants to to speak lies to me, but I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose to believe that you rejoice over me with singing. You have to encourage yourself. You know, it's not always going to be somebody around to give you those encouraging words. So that's when we have to get in that word and, and, and really apply it to our own lives. Lord, you, you fearfully and wonderfully made me. You have a plan for my life. You have a plan to give me a hope in the future. I'm going to stand on your promises. Right. The devil wants me to just lay down and, and give up. But he's the liar and a father of lies. So I'm going to believe you, and I'm going to stand on what you are telling me, and that is that you have a plan for my life. You take it. I'm trusting you. I'm throwing my hands up, and I'm going to go in and do what I need to do and let you handle that. And, you know, it's kind of sad when we when we really sit back and we look at our struggles and we sit back and we think about the times that we've doubted God and we were 
and you know what I'm trying to say is, you know, when we look back over our lives, yeah. this is nothing new. This struggle, right. this battle is nothing new. Right. He got us out of the first one, the third one, the fifth one, the yeah. tenth one, the hundredth. Why do we think he's not going to do it again? He does it every single time, yeah. and the time that we have wasted worrying yeah. is time that we cannot get back. Yeah. And I think we all need to repent mm-hmm. because that's t- we're wasting all of that time dealing and spending time with the enemy where we could have been praising God all the way through it because he's so faithful, he got us through it, He's given us things that we don't deserve, yes. and we think that all of the times that he's done this for us, we still don't believe he's going to do it again, and he remains faithful and does it time and time again. Yes. Yes, we do. We need to remember his track record. We, we <laughs> forget so quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. We forget so quickly, and that's one of the reasons for me that I, I find, as a writer, um, I like to write anyway, and so um, I tend to like to journal things out or blog them out. And as I go back sometimes and read that stuff, I think, you know, I forgot about that. I, I forgot that happened. And so, you know, I recommend to people when I'm teaching a class or when I'm uh, trying to encourage somebody, I recommend to them to, to keep a prayer journal. And I tell them, you know, you can go out and buy a really pretty uh book to put it in, and you can go get a, a 79-cent notebook from Walgreens. But start writing some things. Now write down your prayers. Write down your concerns. Write down your your uh, praise reports. And then go back and look at that. I've gone back and looked at things, and I could see in the, the pain in what I was writing about this thing that just made me feel like my world was coming to an end. And I, I go back and read it several months later, and I realize, you know, he brought me through that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And page after page, I see prayer requests answered. And I go back and I remember the car accidents that he brought me through and the gas leaks that we woke up in the house, not, you know, died in our sleep, but woke up and smelled it. And all those kinds of things that, you know, after a few years go past, you can forget. But, you know, you write them down and you go back and go, oh, my goodness, I forgot about this. And you know, this is just a, a physical reminder to me. Look at all the stuff God has done in my life. Why Why do I think now <laughs> that he's going to forget about me? Mm-hmm. But we do. We have a short memory. So I, I recommend to people that they write things down mm-hmm. so they can go back and remember the things that God has done for them. And, and when they sit there and, and, like the song says, when I, when I look around and think things over, <laughs> <laughs> you start to realize all that he's done. And we realize the word says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's the same God that part of the Red Sea and, and, and rose Lazarus from the grave, then he can handle our bills mm. and he can handle our, our raggedy car <laughs> and, and the, the things that we deal with because he's the same God. He doesn't change. Yeah. Absolutely awesome, awesome. <laughs> If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our guest tonight is Abby Phillips. Abby, let's talk a little bit more about your um, your writing. Okay. So you are you're a published author, and you also are a contributing article writer for the Pakistan Christian Post. Yes. 
Now, tell us about that, because I've never heard of the Pakistan Christian Post. Um, that was one of those those uh, extra provisions from God that I wasn't even looking for. I, I received an email uh, sent to me at my website uh, from a young lady in India that uh, said that she and her group were trying to do some evangelism in some of these small villages, and they were needing access to uh, materials that they could use. And before I responded to her, uh, I went on the Internet and did some research to find out if this kind of thing was legitimate. It didn't look like, you know, some of the spam stuff I had seen before. This this looked like it made some sense. And I went and looked it up, and I found through my research that there are a lot of smaller uh, groups that do solicit help from people like that and that it is legitimate, it is legal, there isn't anything wrong with it if you're willing to give them uh, the information. I prayed about it, I fasted about it, and I uh, I got peace. But before I sent anything off to her, I thought, you know, I will also contact uh, a publication that helps people in this region. And uh, I just did a search for some places, and, and I found the Pakistan Christian Post online. Uh, I sent a letter to the editor and, and told them what the situation was and asked them, you know, you understand the, the politics of this situation, is there anything that I should know before I respond to this person? And the editor actually responded back to me, not an assistant, but the actual editor, and said, I think it's wonderful that you're doing this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Please send us what you're sending them. We'd love to post it. And I did, (laughs) and that was it. I I didn't ask for it. I didn't go looking for it. It just fell on my lap. So, just uh, like God, ain't yeah. <laughs> And I had just prayed not too long before that, you know, Lord, help me to fulfill the Great Commission. Help me to really be able to, to reach some people. And I had no idea. I was thinking in my neighborhood, in my, you know, I, I had no idea who was going to take it to that level. Um, so, you know, whenever I would send them, uh, I did a series of articles called Basics of the Christian Faith because there's a lot of... Uh, communities in, in, in some of these countries that a lot of things that we have a lot of, a wealth of, of doctrine and information here, but there's a lot of other places that they don't understand the, the very basic structure of what Christianity is about, and so that was what the series of lessons was about. And I, I sent them to the young lady, and I also sent them to uh, the editor at the Pakistan Christian Post, and every few weeks they they post another one of my articles <laughs> Wow. So God is incredible. I didn't even I wasn't even looking for that. You know what? You're planting seeds in a different country. Yes. That mainly I think if I'm please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in this country the people there are growing up in the Muslim religion, am I correct? Some Muslim and some Buddhist. And there's some Hindu um and there's a tremendous amount of persecution going on over there right now. Wow. Um, so it's just it's 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 amazing to me how God worked that out. Mm. You know what? How do you feel when your your articles are being written there? You know, and, and the reason I ask that not for you to share God's glory, and I hope you understand what I'm saying when I say this. Yes. Your article, I guarantee you, if God gave this to you. It's touching and changing lives the moment it hit. Yeah. 
And I think it's more powerful than you can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. How does it feel knowing that you're doing what God has instructed you to do and you're you're working your faith you're doing it? You're doing what he said. And this is something that you love doing. And, you know, just planting these seeds, you're just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. How, How does that make you feel? It's an it's an indescribable feeling. I feel very humble um, and very much in awe because I'm I'm thinking, you know, Lord, here I am, you know, this kid that grew up on the north side of Milwaukee, <laughs> um, and I I'm not any any different than anybody else, and you chose to use me, and I don't even know why, and you've given me something to share with people about you that can help them to either come to know you or to to come to a closer walk with you in their lives. And I just, I get teared up, you know, because I'm not worthy, but he chose in his sovereignty to allow me the, this opportunity, and I'm very grateful. Um, and like I said, I'm very, I'm very humbled. Anytime God sets his hand on you and sends you to do something, um, there really shouldn't be any room for a big head or anything. It, it just sort of makes you want to fall on the floor and say, Lord, why me? Thank you. Thank you that you gave me this opportunity to do this for you. I don't know why you chose me, but thank you. And that's, that's really the, the overwhelming feeling is just gratitude and humility. And, you know, and God won't give you something that you can't do. Yes. So what God is saying is, my daughter Abby, I trust you enough. Yes. To do this, I I could I could have chose so many other people, yes. but I'm choosing you to do something that nobody else can do, but Abby. Yes, you know, right now there's war going on uh, uh, near that that area where you're sending those emails. Yes, can you imagine the people that are afraid, that that are being tortured? And they're reading your articles, and because of your obedience, these people are being set free. Yes. Yeah. That's right. so. That's so amazing. I think when God chooses us, it is such an honor. It is to Lord. do His work. Yes. It's it, it's an honor. Absolutely. And for us to really know the love of God, mm-hmm. God will show us that through his people. Yes. And I just I applaud you for doing what you're doing, my goodness. You, you, you're in your home, but you're in another country at the same time. Yes. <laughs> that's just so amazing. That, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. And Brian, I, I know you have something to say about that. I mean, I'm just, I'm really touched because I'm sitting here thinking about how powerful that is for someone to be in the United States, and you're sending something to another country, and you're touching someone, and these people are hungry. Yes. You know, they're they're reading these articles, and it's changing people's lives. And you know, it's 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 funny that you said that, Greg, because that was one of the things that the young lady sent me. I was waiting to hear back from someone from the post, and I was praying about whether or not I should do it, and she sent me back an email, and she said, Sister, where, you, where are you? We're hungry. Mm. And all I could think about was, 
you know, I just felt a quickening in my spirit, like, what am I waiting for? You know, the Lord himself said that, you know, the fields are white for harvest. And here these people are saying we're hungry. And uh, mm-hmm. so when you said that, it just really it reminded me that's exactly what she said. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, the most intriguing thing is that you don't even realize the people you're touching. No. You, I mean, you would literally have no idea. I can remember when um, I started to I started sending daily Bible verses to. Initially, I started with my coworkers about four years, four or five years ago, and I would send out a daily Bible verse every single morning. Every morning I got to work, type up a Bible verse, send it out. Mm-hmm. And probably about two years later, I was giving, um, I was doing a seminar on uh, HIV/AIDS, and I was talking about the effect that you can have and the power of one voice. Yes. And I just happened to mention that. You know, I say I started sending out Bible verses to my friends, and now the list is about 50 people strong. Yes. And there was a lady that stood up. She said, you're the Brian that sends the daily Bible verse? Oh, my goodness. She said, I get that from a friend of mine who gets it from a friend of hers who gets it from a friend of hers. Wow. And so she said, when I get it, I send it to everybody in my office, all 50 people in my office. Oh, my goodness. And they send it to all of their friends, and I also send it to my 200 friends in my mailing list. And I'm like, wow, wow, <laughs> you know. And she said, some days you don't send it, and we're looking for it. Oh, my goodness. And they, and they, they usually wait until about noon to see if I've sent it. Then they'll call their friend and say, hey, did, he, did you get one today? <laughs> And they say no, and I'm like, wow. That is so You know, awesome. people are, so people are hungry for the word. Yes. You know, and I, I mean, and God commands us to go out, you know, and, and give them the word. Yes. And, you know, just proclaim. He says, you proclaim. And so you never know the type of effect that you have on people, you know, or the effect that one of your words could bring. Yes. And that is so awesome. I know that that must have just rocked you. Down to your, I mean, down to your feet. It must have just rocked you to know that that many people beyond your mailing list. <laughs> yes, I mean, because I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's about fifty, sixty people get it, having no idea that just about everybody that got it would send it to their friend. Yes. You know, and it would just travel like a chain letter. You know. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's just how God is. He doesn't just when when He gives you His word. It doesn't just fall on the ears of one person that you tell. Oh, no. You know, that word may travel 20, 30 light years. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember my pastor was, and, and my kids have been laughing about this for about a good month and a half, but he was talking about, you know, watching certain people and the way that they act. And you know how people say it, a spade, you know, you call a spade a spade. Uh-huh. Well, he was saying if it walks like a duck, and talks like a duck, and then he said, "Affleck," you know, like like the commercial. Yes. Well, my kids remembered that, uh-huh. and they said, "Remember when the pastor said you talk about people who who um who will influence you wrong?" Mm-hmm. He said, "If it walk like a duck, talk like a duck," and then one of my other kids would yell out, "Affleck," and they laugh. <laughs> you know, so it you know your words bring power, and they remember that, and they tell all their friends about it, and they laugh about it. 
Yes. But the truth is God's word is being proclaimed right. Right, just through, you know, a, a funny little joke that the pastor used to liven up one of his uh, speeches. Yes. So, yes, your words, I mean, what you're doing is phenomenal. Praise God. Yes, you please know. continue. Um, Abby, I have a, a MySpace question. Someone just sent me a message. Okay. And I'm going to try to ask the question. They, they really didn't ask the question. It was kind of they were talking with me. But the question, uh, I think, is this person is struggling with with dealing with so many bad things happening in their life. Mm-hmm. And they're at a point of wanting to give up. Yeah. But they don't. They 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 think that you know good things will start happening to them shortly. They they really do believe this. Yeah. But they want to know how can they stay motivated? How can they stay motivated and wait and be patient for what God has in store for them? I think one of the most important things with that is to focus on focus on now. You know, sometimes when we, we see the situation is bad today and then we start starts to, as my husband said, it starts to snowball. You know, it's bad today. It's going to be bad tomorrow. Next week it's still going to be bad. And it, it's really easy to get very discouraged and disheartened. But just, Lord, I'm awake. Help me to get through this day. Give me the strength. Give me the power. Give me the peace to get through today. And then... Spend that time with him and his word so many times I have sat down to spend some time with him in the morning and he gave me a word that I needed to help me deal with a situation later that day. Mm-hmm. You know, staying focused in that prayer, staying focused in that word, feeding positive things like we're talking about, you know, listening to, to the praise and worship music that, that gets you encouraged, surrounding yourself with, Friends who will speak life to you. We we all have some friends and family members that every time we see them coming, they got something negative to say, and that can sap what little strength you do have. So sometimes you have to keep away from those people and and get around some people that are going to say, "Girl, you should live and not die." You know, boy, it's going to be all right. God has got your back. You you need people that are going to speak life to you, and then just get through that day. You know, tomorrow has enough problems for itself, and I heard it said once that yesterday is history and tomorrow is a mystery. <laughs> I just need to get through the day. Lord, give me enough strength to get through this day. Yes. And when I lay my head down at night, thank you, Lord, for letting me get through this day. Keep me safe while I sleep, and tomorrow morning, give me enough strength to get through that next day. And then we take it step by step until that deliverance comes. Don't get caught up on how long it's going to take. We don't know how long it's going to take for our breakthrough to come. But when we focus on what God wants us to get out of it, is he trying to teach me patience? Is he trying to teach me perseverance? Is he trying to teach me how to have peace and joy? You know, what God, what are you trying to show me? Help me to learn a little bit more about that today. Help me to spend a little bit more time on the potter's wheel today. And that's the, the best the best advice that I can give is to, to stay prayed up and stay uh, in the Word and just focus on getting through the day. As, as you know, someone who has suffered through uh, depression, that's one of the best tools that I had. Help me to get through the day. It's so many things going on, and, and I can imagine worse things for my future than could probably actually happen. So let me just leave that alone. 
<laughs> and focus on getting through today with your power and your strength, God. Yes. Awesome. Until one day I look up and after a while have come. Mm. Yes, yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we have with us a dynamic woman of God, and her name is Abby Phillips. And if you have a question or a comment for Abby, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And Abby, I want to ask you, I want to ask you to tell us about the vision that God gave you. Well, um well last year I was the sole graphic designer for an international manufacturing corporation, uh, making nice money, good benefits, all that kind of stuff. And I started to experience uh, a lot of restlessness and frustration, and I had no idea why. And I really began to pray and fast and ask God, what is it, what's going on, why is this happening? And he began to speak very clearly to me and tell me that he was calling me out of that because he wanted me to go into full-time ministry. I had already acknowledged the call to ministry, but this was something more. This was on a full-time basis, and I was just like, no, I uh, need my insurance, need my check. You got the wrong person next. Okay, what else is it? Give me another reason besides that one. I don't like that one. And uh, he kept pursuing me, and uh, I couldn't be creative, couldn't think up ads and brochures, I was on medical leave, my back went out, all kinds of stuff until I finally said, okay, I give up, you win, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he spelled it out very clearly for me, he gave me the name of the ministry, which was Speak Life Ministries, which when you, when you referenced that earlier, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and um, the the motto of that was the spoken word, the written word, and the word in song, because, you know, as you talked about earlier, I've been speaking and singing and writing all my life. And he put those artistic gifts in me to allow me to use them to glorify him and edify his people. That's all I'd ever done with them. And that was what he wanted me to focus on full time. And uh, I went and talked with my pastor, and my husband and I had shared that with him, and and, uh, he gave us encouragement. And um, sometimes people misunderstand that and think, oh, so you started a church? No, 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 I still attend my church, but this is just the focus that he gave me for my life. Um, and so it was through that that I began to to do you know, public speaking, and I started writing my books and working on my, my CDs, um, just you know, doing things that were specific to speaking a word of life, writing the word of life, and singing the word of life. And everything that I did was focused around that. I didn't deviate from it. I didn't try to go do praise dance. As much as I love praise dance, that was not a part of what he gave me to do. Um, and so that's what my ministry has been. That's what it's revolved around. That's been my focus. And you know, I want to I ask you. Yes. Um, I, I heard you say that you fought with it for a while. You, oh, yeah. You tried to justify why you shouldn't be able to do it because you have a check coming in, you have insurance, you have this, you have that. And it just seems like we, when we get that call from God, yes. that is the most 
I think that's probably the best time of our lives besides being born, when we get that order, when we get that call from him telling us what he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. But but it seems like for some reason we fight against yes. his orders. Yes. And you know what? That could be the very harvest that we've been looking for, but we fight against it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we have such a hard time fighting what God is trying to do for us? Well, there's a lot of reasons. The main one is fear. Uh, you know, you're worried. What if this doesn't work? What if I go and do what he said and, and nobody listens or nobody comes or, you know, it doesn't reap anything? Um, we also deal with insecurities. Why would he pick me? I mess up or, you know, I have this struggle or I have that problem and I, I won't be able like Moses did. You know, I, I don't speak well. Can't you find somebody else to saying, you know, Moses said that? Um and then we also sometimes are afraid, you know, Lord, I don't know if that's you telling me doing that or if I just ate too much chocolate before I went to bed. You know, <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of afraid because we don't want to step out and do something that we thought was God and it wasn't. Yes. So there's there's a lot of different reasons, but a, a lot of times I really think it's fear. You know, I don't know if I can do this. Is this really you? What if I mess up? What if I fail? And it's it's a very a very scary prospect. I don't know a minister or a pastor, or you know, anyone that's in, in a position of leadership or ministry where God called them that they did not run. Every single person that I have come in contact with, they always ran first. Yes, that is true. Until he finally just laid them out. And, you know, whether it was physically laid them out like he did with me where my back went out or whether he just got them to the point where they were in the corner and said, okay, okay, uncle. <laughs> you know, but we just always run. Yes. <laughs> And when we finally settle down and just let him do what he's doing with us, we start seeing him use us to bless other people. We start seeing ourselves grow. We start seeing our relationships with our families grow. And then we think, why did I run from this? What was wrong with me? Mm. Yes. Abby, we have a caller. Okay. And that caller is from the 414 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? Actually, I'm her husband. What? Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Phillips, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Yeah, you weren't expecting this one, did you? No, I wasn't. I don't know. I, I just, I just want to come on board and just uh, say how proud I, I am of my spouse. We've been together for a very long time, and. Um, she took a lot of sacrifice to follow God, and she is reaping a harvest. Um, I guess the challenge is you don't see it up front. Yes. You don't see it face value, but what you're doing now, you reap the reward later. And I think one of the biggest struggles that, you know, we, everybody, that including Abby and myself, is seeing the big picture. Yeah realizing that whatever we're doing in this world is only temporary. Mm-hmm. So we only have so much of a window in which to operate. So, Abby, um, girl, keep doing your thing. <laughs> Mr. Phillips, uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. Well, let mm-hmm. me say this. You know, what Abby is doing and what you're doing, it takes a great deal of support and communication. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like 
what Abby is doing because she's blessing so many other people and she's sowing these seeds into so many other people that the reward is coming back to the to your entire family. And I just love the fact that you're calling in and you're encouraging her. Right, right, right. Yes, it's such a beautiful thing, and I know that uh, a lot of times when you're probably at work or you're probably doing whatever you're doing and you're thinking about your wife and you're just thinking of the Lord like, Lord, why did you bless me with such an awesome woman uh, that you have? I, I know that you, I know there's times when you just break down, and I know that you have to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I mean, uh, when I got my license in sermon, I told the entire assembly that I did not deserve this woman, and I still stand by that. Um, Along with that, yes, she is reaping the reward, but, you know, I'm realizing this, that it it doesn't have to be numeric. It doesn't have to be about money. It it can be protection for your children. You know, the enemy could have had plans when the children left for them not to return to you. And um, I remember, yeah, you remember when Marquise got hit by a car? Yeah. Wow. And he he got hit by a car, and the driver of the car was, he was even terrified. But my son didn't even have a bruise. He got up and walked away and finished his rest of the school day. Wow. Wow. I mean, uh, harvest, when you talk about it and you think about it, it could mean protection. Yeah. It could mean having just peace of mind. You know, one of the things we got to realize as the body of Christ, and I know this is what Abby pushes all the time, is that when things get rough and things get hard, God is telling you only to push against the rock. He's not telling you to move it. Mm. So we need to get into the habit of doing that. And she's doing all that she can. She is really pushing the rock very hard. (laughs) Yes, my goodness. I'll tell you what. You know, Mr. Phillips, I think what you said is so important about the harvest. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be in the form of, of, of what we think it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, we miss that. If we really just sit back and just pay close attention to what God is doing, we're, we're, our harvest, I mean, it's really coming in, but we're missing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very know, much so. Yeah, yeah. It, and, you know, I'll ask you this, Mr. Phillips, do you think that, because we're missing it because we we're not familiar with the word. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, mm. that that old saying that says, um, "If you don't stand for something, you what?" Fall for anything. Right. You know. <laughs> so a lot of people are, are getting sucked into a doctrine where, okay, you know, all you got to do is walk around and, and name it, claim it. But at the same time, they're not seeking the scripture for themselves. They're not saying, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. Well, they're actually thinking that it's things, but they're not investigating what things are. Yeah. And like I said, it could be protection. It could be having a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just uh, enjoying the presence of God. I mean, that's a blessing in and of itself. Yes, I mean, have you experienced the, the manifestation of Christ? And then all of a sudden you just see, okay, I feel God. Well, it's time to go home. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, come on, put it together now. You know, you, you want to bash there. You know, you want to stay there. You want to engross yourself in his presence. You want you want to just be there forever. Yeah. And, um, but I just, uh, 
that, that's the struggle that a lot of churches are doing. Study the scriptures for yourself. Yes. Dig it up for yourself. Find out what these things are. You'd be surprised how much of these things we already have when we just start digging and getting into the work. My, my, my. Talk about that. I will say this. <laughs> Abby, I love you to death, and this is your time, but I had to call in. And, fellas, I know you want to ask me some more questions, but this is her show. <laughs> Boy, he must have read our minds. This is, this is her show, and I don't need her mad at me because I want to keep peace in my house. You hear me, brother? We I want peace. Amen. We understand. Right? Well, thank you. We were going to try to keep you on as long as possible because, we, you know, we wanted to interview Abby, but since you came on, we we love to hear from the head. Oh, <laughs> right. well, you know what? I want to I want to stay the head, okay? All right. <laughs> you don't want to lose your head, right? <laughs> no, I don't want to lose my head. So you be blessed, brother. Amen. You can tell when we got men there, right? <laughs> oh yeah, there, there you go. You know, I have the last word in my house. That's yes, baby. <laughs> So hey, oh, but hey, man. y'all, y'all got blessed, and Abby, I'm so proud of you, and I just wanted to make it internationally, worldwide known on the web how much I am proud of you and what you're doing for the body of Christ. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll see you when you're done. Wow! All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, you fellas, be blessed. Thank you. All right, you too. Bye bye. Bye. He gonna make me cry. But. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> he did not tell he me could tell, You know what? <laughs> he could sense that we were gonna ask him another question. <laughs> he knew it. I was just, I was just trying to let him get finished with that one, and I was gonna put another one on him. But, but you, you, you know what I got from him calling in? What I, what I, what I think people that are out there listening, and a lot of people are listening. I'm getting a lot of hits, but I wanted, I want men to understand that what. You and your husband have, Abby, they can have that too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They can have that. They can experience that. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have that husband that's going to the club or they're going. Right. No, 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 no. They can They can have the same happiness and the same support and communication that you guys have. And it seems like, from, you know, it, it 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 touched me. It really did. It touched me the things that he was saying, and I could. Me and Brian, we're communicating, and we're like, we didn't know what to say because it was such a, a beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, for someone to call in and and to let you know that what you're doing is, you know, you're getting their support, and they're just at awe looking at you. And that's what I get from from your husband. He's just looking at you from a distance, saying, "Lord, why?" <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. You know, the the first thing I said when he said, "This is her husband," I said, "Wow, that's a first." You know that we would have a husband and wife team in ministry on the show, and and you know we're interviewing you, but then he calls in and and he said he basically says, "I offer I, I have her full support." Yes, you know, and he's saying. I'm not worthy of being in her presence. That's basically what he t- was telling us. Mm. And so he was giving reverence to you. Yes. At, you know, just for being his wife. Yes. So I could tell that you got a virtuous brother. Oh, yes, yes I do. <laughs> yes, I do. You know? I do. And I could tell just by the way he was acting, he's just all giddy right now. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've been together almost 20 years. 
And, amen, amen. And I just still love him so much, and mm. that just goes to show you that you know we're we're like I said we're no different than I said I was no different than anybody else. We're no different than than any other couple. We have problems and struggles and everything, but when God is in the midst of your marriage, you know He can He can give you peace and the kind of love that that lasts. Yes. You know, and so I'm I'm so thankful for him. He's such an encouragement to me. Sometimes I I get discouraged and I say, you know, is this, am I making a difference? And you know, some, I I don't know if I can keep doing this. And he that's his favorite thing. Keep pushing the rock. You know, God didn't tell you to move it. He told you to push it. You keep doing <laughs> what he told you to do, and he'll do what he's supposed to do. And so I'm just thankful for him because he is so supportive of my ministry, and and he has. Uh, just a powerful passion for youth ministry, and I'm, I'm proud of him and what God is doing in his life and his ministry. So it is it is a blessing. I just I love that man. Awesome. You know the thing that that caught my attention the most when when he finished when he got off the line he says, "I will be waiting for you <laughs> when you're finished." And that just touched me. I said, "I see that brother smart." He said, "I'm waiting for you when you finish." <laughs> and you know. And and the one thing that, that that it made me think about is most people don't believe that people in ministry are affectionate. <laughs> you know what I mean when I say that? Yes. You know, not not in a sexual way, but just you know, they don't they don't believe that, you know, the pastor should be affectionate to his wife, you know, no oh man, the pastor you saw he was hugged all up on his wife. He shouldn't be doing that in the church. <laughs> you know? And I think that that's just an example in itself. See, because I could tell he put in time. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, most brothers don't think that to say that mm-hmm. openly. Oh, I'm gonna be waiting on you. <laughs> I know you got your interview. This your time. <laughs> this is no. Don't don't ask me no more questions. <laughs> it's her time. You spend it with her, and I'll be waiting on her when she's done. See, most brothers don't want their wives talking to two men on a radio <laughs> show or anywhere else. But he he gave respect to you to say, I completely and totally trust whatever she's saying and whoever she's talking to. I haven't got to worry about them because I trust her. Yeah. And then he basically said to Boo, and just know that I'll be waiting on you because I know I ain't got nothing to worry about. That's right. You know, Abby, that's I, I, what a, that to me. That's what stood stood out the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because like I said, most men ain't trusting. They don't want their wife on the phone with nobody. <laughs> it could be their cousin, and so that that's part of that harvest. See, you reap the benefit of yeah. being together so long. Yes, yeah. yes, that is definitely one of my harvests. Is, is the the, the wonderful marriage that I have, the the relationship, the the you know, just being in love, still in love with him after these years, and and him being you know my closest friend, and I know that's a blessing from God. That's an intangible. That's something that you can't count it, you can't look at it, you can't put it in a safe. But it's it's one of my greatest treasures. Is is mm-hmm. my marriage to my husband. And you know what? You're living the life that so many other women are dreaming of living. Yes. And it's such a blessing. And it's not that they can't have it. They have to know that they can have it. Yes. And just like you said, your husband is speaking life into you 
when you feel that you can't go any further. Yes. And I'm sure you do the same for him. Yes. But we have some men out there when a, when the when you're doing what you're trying to do or well not trying but doing what you are doing. Mm-hmm. But when you you have someone that's doing something but they don't feel that what they're doing is uh, important or they don't feel that it's working, they their husband can say, "You need to give that up." Yeah, it's not working. That's speaking death into that person. Not and they don't realize that they're speaking death into the person. They're actually speaking death into their marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. Yeah. And I just I, I love what happened. I love what God displayed tonight. That's for the, that was for the world to see to hear on this show that she, that a couple are one hundred percent in support of each other. Yes. It does happen. It does happen. Yes, it does. So, Abby, you know what? We would love to play your music on the show. We would we would be on. We would really put it out there. Hey, Brian and I we were talking. I said, Brian, we have to get her music. We, you know, you you spoke about being a singer. We want our people that listen to our show. We want them to hear it. Mm-hmm. We want them to hear you. And we also want people to. Have your information as far as contacting you for singing engagements or speaking engagements or just whatever. Please give that to them. Okay. Um, you can contact me at uh, bookings at abbyphillips.com. Um, you can also just visit the website with uh, www.abbyphillips.com. That has information about uh, my speaking, writing, and singing ministries. Uh, my book, you know, things like that. That's where everything is. And check that out and, and hit me up on our book at Abby Phillips. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to have any problems as far as people hitting you up and getting <laughs> in contact with you. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to send this show all over the place. And I tell you what, this show has been, uh, it was really blessed tonight. And Brian and I, we're reaping the harvest of, of long hours. And just tonight, I mean, it was a big payback for us. It was such a reward to hear the things that were said here tonight. Oh, absolutely. Yes, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening were touched. You know, I was uh, I was speaking with Abby before the show, and I told her that I was sleepy, and I had been sleepy since I got home today. <laughs> and, you know, this show, I'm, I mean, I'm wide awake now. <laughs> you know, because the one thing that just warms my heart is to hear the people of God, you know, and being joyful in a marriage. You know, I mean, marriages are suffering now because people haven't invested enough time. They haven't sown enough time into their marriages. They haven't sown enough of the word into their marriage. So to hear someone, you know, be an example by sowing the word into their marriage and sowing the example into others. You know, into us. You know, I mean, I, I listened to what he said, and I said, "Wow, I'm gonna use some of that." <laughs> you know, because that's good stuff. You know, but that comes from, you know, being there. Yes. You know, being involved and being, you know, aware of who you're with. And so he was able to to sow and then reap at the same time. But Abby, we thank you for coming on. Oh, and I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I always have a ball, and we've definitely enjoyed this tonight. Yes, we did. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Abby. You know, not only did we achieve our goal of being more, doing more, and having more, we as men, the three of us, <laughs> we had an awesome time. I tell you what, you guys been married for 20 years. He's well, together for, together for almost 20 years. Yes, yes. 14. Yes, yes. <laughs> He taught us something tonight. Yes. Yes, sir. He yes, definitely sir. taught you, and so did you. With that being said, thank you, Abby. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We will be back on the air Monday. Good night.